Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing To My Star, Episode 9, Peeps. This episode was my favorite of the entire series for many, many reasons. It opens up with Xia Jun and Ji Woo making saffron risotto. And I really like this scene because saffron risotto had a bad memory bank for Xia Xia Jun. It is the food he ate when his parents basically abandoned him and moved to Italy. And he always cried when he ate it before because it reminded him of those memories. And then as he eats it this time with Jiwu, he says, you know, from now on, whenever I eat this food, I'm going to think about you and the good memories we have. And I really like how basically that scene encapsulates in many ways one of the few things I honestly believe on this planet. And that is that if something bad happens, then in the end, it should be redeemed. And I think in this scene, it really shows that because you took a really bad memory, such as the fact that your parents abandoned you and moved to Italy for whatever reason, and made it so that that was no longer painful and was actually a reminiscence of you being in relationship with someone else that was a good relationship rather than a negative relationship. So I really liked that scene at the beginning of this episode. I also liked that as um, Xiu Jun and Ji Wu are washing dishes after eating saffron rice, saffron risotto, Xia Jun asks, you put the universe up on the living room wall for me, didn't you? Because of the conversation they had in the park where he said, you know, I really want to someday explore the universe. And so Jia Wu had gotten a big poster that was like of the universe and put it, tacked it rather haphazardly in their living room. And again, I think this shows how Jia Wu is really quite a cool character and how he reaches out to people in unexpected ways. As this episode progresses, Sia Jun decides to go work for a film production that is not quite as popular because he likes the message of it and also continues to start basically restart his career in film. I love the scene where he and Jia Wu are leaving the house and his agent is there. And basically, Jia Wu and Sia Jun have had a discussion the night before. They were at a picnic table outside the house. And Sia Jun said, you know what? I asked you at this table basically improperly to be in a relationship with me. But now I'm asking you properly. And I know that that's kind of selfish on my part because... To be completely honest, I'm in this relationship because being with you is a really positive thing for me. But I also want to ask you if we can continue on in this fashion. And she looks and goes, why are you rushing things? You know, if we like each other, we'll stay together. If we don't, we don't. And she, June looks at him kind of like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, you know what? You were so hard to get for all this time. And now you say this, basically. And it's so funny to watch. Um, at the end of this scene, um, Sia Jun basically says, you know what, I'm going to try harder because I know that finding someone in this universe is a really hard thing. And I want you to know that I value that. And I'm going to try to make this work more than basically most people would. And this really throws Jia Wu off and he wants to go inside with his cup of tea. And at the end of the scene, I found it rather funny because again, Sia Jun is like this 
big reincarnated dog. I mean, I don't know another nice way to put it. But he says basically, well, can I sleep in your room tonight? Because I don't like sleeping by yourself. By myself. And she was like, no, I do not like sleeping with other people. You can sleep in your room tonight. And so they basically have this huge argument as they're going into the house about, am I going to be able to sleep in your room? Am I not going to be able to sleep in your room? And it is absolutely hilarious. It's not like they're being inappropriate in that sleeping in whatever you want to call it. But anyway, it was just funny. So at the next morning, the manager and CEO of the talent company come to see Sia June with some gifts from his fans. They are then greeted by Sia June and Ji Woo. And Sia June says, you know what? We've decided we're going to continue to live together and I'm staying here. I'm not moving back to my big expensive penthouse. His CEO over the talent agency has a major conniption and his manager, I love it. He just looks at him and goes, well, congratulations. <laughs> and it is so funny. So anyway, at that point, Ji Woo goes back to the restaurant to kind of take care of some loose ends there, meets the man who was trying to blackmail him and got like 100 million, whatever Korean dollars equivalent is. And he still decided not to open the restaurant because he knew what he did was really scoundrel material. And so he has this conversation with the restaurant owner and finds out basically that the restaurant owner wanted to be a close friend of his, but never could make that connection. And that's one of the reasons he's so upset. And at the end of the scene, you see Jiwoo gets all these texts like, are you okay? Um, what's taking so long, etc. And it's at that point that, you know, I really like this scene because Jia Wu really hasn't had people in his life to kind of check in on him, to take care of him. He's been living alone since he was in the end of high school. Um, we do know he had one relationship because he has one picture up on his bedstead, and I'm guessing that ended rather um, sadly for him. I don't know if the person passed or what. But I love this scene because he's getting all these texts from texts from Sia June. And then you see him kind of leave the restaurant and then start running back to the house. Like he's almost a little kid again. And I think what's interesting is as Jia Wu gets more comfortable with himself, more comfortable with Sia June, you really do see more of a childlike joy out of him than before. And in many ways, I think that's what makes this episode so neat to see is the fact that Jia Wu doesn't have to have the walls that he had because he's safe where he is now. And the Sia Jun is waiting for him at the house like a dog at the door. And it is so funny to see because I'm like, yeah, he is a reincarnated dog. That is so true. And that's basically where this episode continues on. There is a brief scene involving the CEO of the company and the reporter woman who he's going to become drinking buddies with now. And that's kind of the end of this episode. There is a scene at the very, very end, which was kind of funny, although maybe not necessarily kid-friendly. I mean, you guys use your judgment on it. I'm like, you know, I could go either way on this one. Probably wouldn't watch it with small kids just because. But it's basically of Sia Jun and Jiwoo sitting down, getting ready for bed, and Sia Jun has gotten a moon for the bedstand to go by the picture. The one thing I really did like about this scene is the picture is still there. It's like Jiwoo, yeah, he has a new relationship with Sia Jun, but that doesn't discredit his previous relationship and him honoring that. And I think that's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of times when people move on in a relationship, they just shut the door. They close it. They don't keep 
any pictures up or any memories of it. And, you know, in many ways, I totally get why people do that. And sometimes I think initially that makes absolute sense because walking by the picture of someone who, you know, either A, wronged you or B, it just simply didn't work out is hard initially. But I also think sitting there and going, you know, there was a lot of good in this person, at least at the point I knew them. And being grateful for that and honoring them, but, you know, keeping that picture up if you feel comfortable with it and the person you're with is comfortable with it. And that might be a little awkward. That might be a little strange. But still, I think it's like you can erase your past and sitting there and not denying it, I think, is very healthy, too. So anyway, Sia Jun and Jiwoo are sitting there on the bed and Jiwoo has gotten a new job position. He's going to be starting as a chef or cook. And Jiwoo says, you know what? can I just open a restaurant and then you run that one? And she was like, no, I'm going to go to work next week and you will be fine, basically. And they basically have this little con confrontation that's all joking about Jiwoo always continually acting like, I'm sorry, Sia June always acting like Jiwoo's like a younger kid. And he goes, well, you are younger. And then they have this tussle where they're saying, are you are you going to be playing jujitsu? And I don't think they were going to be playing jujitsu. I'm just saying. And then the light goes off. And you know what? I really like films that a lot is left up to the imagination. Some of us just don't imagine. I'm like, you know, this was a good end. But I say this was an excellent production. It is one of my top faves. It's going to go up there on the list of like my top probably five of BL dramas I've seen. And that's saying something because there's several that I've seen that are really good. But this one, yeah, it's up there. I'm trying to decide if Color Rush or It Are Better. And really, I can't decide between the two because they really are both extremely good quality. The thing I liked about To My Star is it is about people in their mid-30s, whether that people in their you know, early 20s or not early 20s, excuse me, late high school. Because in Color Rush, I think the characters in there are supposed to be like around 16 to 18 years old. The actual actors were like 20 and 20, I don't know, 21, 22, I don't know. But anyway, and I think it's kind of interesting to see a BL drama with older characters. Because a lot of times the ones coming from Thailand, like for example, Love by Chance, Theory of Love, um, Love by Chance 2, I love those shows, don't get me wrong, but they're about people who are in their early 20s or late teens, and they're just initially trying to figure things out, whereas To My Stars really about people who they've already kind of gone through that part of their life. Some of them have even had relationships before. They figured out a little bit more about who they are as people, and I think that kind of adds something to how they address others. Now, I will say, you know, both sets of series, both the ones about young adults and the ones about people in their 30s, I enjoy watching both because they have different questions arrive, different, different concepts, and how they deal with conflict I find intriguing, and also the character of the characters. But I would give this series an absolute 10 out of 10. It is one of my favorites I have seen so far. I will say episode 10 had a brief section that I really wish they would have left entirely out because, again, it's one of those things that you do find in K-drama. So sometimes I'm not trying to be bad here to a whole genre of film, but you get these kind of off-the-wall humor things. And, you know, I was talking to a friend from India and he said, you know, you like K-drama. How can you like K-drama? It's so slapstick. And I'm going, well, what kind of K-dramas do you watch? Are you watching 
like the run of the mill K drama? Are you watching something like Romance is a Bonus Book? And he said, well, yeah. and I'm like, well, you know, until you see something like with Lee John Sook in it, don't judge it because, you know, there are different levels. But the one thing I didn't like about this episode was there is an American reporter portrayed and it really does give Americans a bad rap. And I'm not trying to be weird here. I, you know, I was born in America, but I'm like, we don't all talk that way, number one. And number two, if we do address conflict, oftentimes we don't address it that way. I'm just saying. So anyway, that section I found a little disconcerting just because, I don't know, I'm an American and it was a little kind of offending against the people who are American. And I'm going, you know, there are some Americans that are like that. But, you know, there's people all over the world who are like that. And there's a lot of us who really are antithetical to that. The thing that I did not like also about the scene involving the American reporter talking to the restaurant here who was the blackmailer is they use the F word in it. And I'm like, you know what? We really don't need to be using the F word that made the rating go up to an R, even if it hadn't been a BL, it would have still been an R in Vicky Rukaton. And I'm like, we don't need to use the F word in this production. It really didn't add to the content. I just found it rather awkward and we had perfectly normal discussion. And then we went into this like American Valley girl meets Korean, which is, extremely disturbing and really weird grammatically i'm just saying so anyway that whole section i really wish we could have left out like that two minute piece which didn't add to the story it was just one of those weird kind of korean slapstick things that sometimes show up in their productions and also i found it kind of i wouldn't i just don't think that was very it was just weird so anyway but that was the one thing that I wish they would have removed. Again, I wouldn't really have a problem watching this with my kid at all. But because no offense, they're probably going to have heard the F word by the time they're two sitting in the grocery line. So, you know, it's not like that's not something that's going to be in their vocabulary. But I still wish we would not have had this in the production. Again, I would be fine sitting down watching the whole thing with the kid. Except the last scene you might want to not watch because it does get a little romantical at the end. Not extremely so. I mean, the light goes off. There you go. But anyway, so you guys make up your own minds on that deal, but just check it out because this series was absolutely awesome. I cannot recommend it highly enough, and it is completely available for free on Vicky Rukatom with English subs. And if you pay, I think it's like the equivalent of 10 US dollars a month, you get it without ads totally worth it peeps the other really cool thing about vicky is it allows you to chromecast your tv so you can watch it with english subtitles without the small screen just say it check it at the round table bye